What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Welcome, everybody, once again to Challenge the Podcast. Ooh, as I knock my mic all the way across the room. Welcome to Challenge, a podcast all about MTV's The Challenge. This is Brian. Sitting next to me is... Amanda. And across the internet is... Big Margarita. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, head over to challengedpod.com. Apparently people are have trouble... For some reason, remembering challengedpod.com. Spell it. Why? Spell it. Spell it out, Uh, Brian. Challenge, like the show you watch with a D at the end. (laughs) Challenged pod, P O D, dot C O M. Okay. (laughs) HTTP colon. Backslash, backslash. Not at the end. What? Now you've confused them all. Starting over. No, I'm just kidding. I was starting over. <laughs> oh, Reset. You're starting over. Reset. No. <laughs> Head over there to find out everything you need about the podcast. Links to the Facebook group, which has been blowing up this week. Lots of people joining. Had somebody join right before we started recording. Uh, I hope they're listening now. Yeah. Uh, lots of conversation during the week. We always. We've started putting a spoiler post up right before the show starts, so nobody has to like put spoilers before their post. They can just jump mm-hmm. on the single post and talk about the episode. Yeah, but that is that is only a spoiler for the episode that just aired. We are otherwise a spoiler-free zone. Future episodes, don't worry. There's no spoilers. Correct. Uh, yeah, and you can join our Patreon. What do people get when they join our Patreon, which... For the month of June is going to be donated to Black Lives Matter. So yeah. you can join now, donate to charity. And if you're already a member, you can up your donation, even if it's just for this month, to mm-hmm. uh, to go to the Black Lives Matter charity. Yeah, so you already went over. What do they get? The, the biggest thing they get this month, anyway, for the month of June, is they get to know that they improved the world by donating to a charity. We've had very generous people um, throw in a bunch of money and up their uh, pledges, and it's been really, really good. Yeah. Um, so for the month of June, you'll feel really good about the, uh, that, I think. Uh, but otherwise, you also get exclusive a- uh, access to our after shows and pre-shows. You can hear my eight-year-old daughter, newly eight-year-old da- daughter, talk about the challenge. Uh, and then the after show just does random bullshit stuff. $2 a month, we say your name, typically. But this month, we're doing something special and saying everybody's name um, because they're all donating to a very good cause. Mm-hmm. So yes. we've moved to two pages, guys. Ooh. Oh my we God. have so many, so many pledges, so many people. Um, Makes my heart that, so happy. I, it's fantastic. So I'm going to go over everybody and then uh, some special shout outs at the end for people that uh, really went above and beyond their donations. Now, what, what we haven't told people is that after, you know, the month is over and the money has gone through and then we donate it. The people who drop off 
you're going to be on a separate list where we're going to shame you. <laughs> no, for, we are for leaving not. our Patreon after. Stop that. No, I'm just no, I'm promoting. Well, like, on. I'm promoting. Like, if you would just want to jump on and do this, do this. Get out. It's fine. I'm. Yeah. I'm okay with that, friends. <laughs> I'm okay with that too. Uh, thank you to Ali, Alphonse, Alvin, Amanda, 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 Andrew, Andrea, Angela, April, Kate. Uh, Carlin, Caroline, Christian, Christina, Danielle, Danny, Daz, Derek, Devin, Edward, George, Gina, Greg, Heather, Heidi, Jamie, Jamie, Janelle, Jen, Jesse, Kate, Kiana, Laura, Lily, Lizzie, LJ, Lords, Luke, Madeline, Michelle, Michelle, Patty, Rolden, Ryan, Sarah, Sarah Lynn, Scott, Seth, Shelby. Page two, bear with me. Stephanie, Stephanie, Summer, Tara, Victoria, and Zach. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. Thank you, everybody. That is just... Fantastic. It is Wonderful. fantastic. Yeah. Um, and a very special thanks to Danny, who's a new pledge, but he pledged $100 this oh month. Gosh. All going towards oh Black Lives Matter. Yes. Please lower that to something more reasonable. Otherwise, that's just a lot of like pressure that I feel like I have to deliver $100 <laughs> of... I do oh, not shit. believe that oh. somebody is going to keep that rolling, so don't worry. I think we'll, yeah, I won't have to feel guilty <laughs> because uh, Jamie also gave us fifty. So did Kate. Uh, Michelle gave us thirty-five. Carlin uh, twenty. Shelby twenty. Ryan up to his to twenty. Alphonse is at fifteen. Greg is at ten. So thank you to everybody. Yes, I mean, that's thank you yes, so awesome. much, everybody. We are at nearly $400 worth of patrons for the month of June. Plus, we're pitching in 200 bucks of uh, past pledge money. So we're looking at about 600 right now if, if, you know, if nobody else signs up this week. so yeah. That's awesome. It would be awesome, awesome to hit $750. i am just going to set like a, uh, a goal that doesn't mean anything if we don't reach it. But I'm just. <laughs> you just feel like you need, sometimes, to, need to. Sometimes you just need a goal to hit. Sometimes and sometimes that spurs people listen, into action. So. I am yeah. super thrilled with. Uh, oh, I love 600. The outpouring of. But you don't stop when you're happy. You keep going forward. Everyone is throwing and. Uh, wow. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm yeah. I'm excited for just that. If if I we were. If, cat. <laughs> oh my oh god. god. <laughs> the cat oh. doesn't like us for being. Take your headphones off. Thing. Oh, Amanda's gonna be gone for a second. Our cat just literally <laughs> slid out on the table and knocked her soda over. Luckily, it's on the side <laughs> table. And not on the table with all the equipment. Oh man! So Amanda's gone. She's cleaning up a mess. Oh, oh! oh. And now my dog. Now my dog's getting after the cat. <laughs> it's chaos. Chaos, chaos and insanity. That is my life. Okay. <laughs> what is this? Uh, well, the oh. chat says, "Did I have five margaritas?" Uh, yes, I did. Well, four and a half, and I'm. About to go uh, pour my sixth after I'm done with this one. <laughs> Don't just sit there and watch me talk about this. No, I am. I'm talking about you. So she just picked the lamp up, just wiping underneath of it. <laughs> Tim was talking, so relax. Yeah, just chill, Jeez. man. And Carlin is calling me out on 10 breaths to get through all that name. 
right? those names. I challenge anybody to get through all these names in one breath. That is a lot of names. That's yeah. ridiculous. All right, you back? Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> what? Hey, Shenanigans. All these, all these one-star reviews you get on iTunes? Yeah. Hey, you get stuff like this on other challenge podcasts? <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. That's Listen, right. This is going to be in a review. Oh, <laughs> Two dudes talked about the challenge. They talk about Black Lives Matter and someone's cat knocking shit over. Yep, exactly. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Uh, all right. Are all you right. all settled? Let's you ready to get this. into it? I'm ready. I'm ready. Go for it. Let's do this, friends. Uh, this is episode 13 of Total Madness. Uh, this episode's titled Victim of Love. Um, Corey does the previously on. Um, he's punching a punching bag. He says that he knocked Swaggy out of the competition. Um, Ooh, so, poor Swaggy. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Not that upset about it. No. No. No, I mean, I had no problem with Swaggy, but I was not like, like when CT left, even though I uh, enjoyed Jay at the time, you know, I was bummed that CT left. Yeah. And Swaggy, it's like me. Take him or leave him. Yeah. He says, me. Me. Yeah, I feel the same. Yeah, Hill keeps asking me, like, who do you want to win? Who are you rooting for? And I'm like, well, Wes and CT are gone, so I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> it care can, either. It can be anybody. I don't care. Oh, listen, I'm hoping I'm hoping that Corey and Fessy can take this. Like, I feel like I feel like Nelson can't swim, so he'll die somewhere swimming. But Corey and Fessy, I feel like yep. I really want uh I really want them to do well. So I the, do care about those two. Corey and Fessy were the exact names I said to Hill. It would like, we've just seen yeah, Corey yeah. in a lot of seasons. It'd be nice to see him win one. Yeah, sure. And Fessy, since, since this whole D thing is broken out, Fessy's getting a little more screen time. I know who he yeah. is now. Right. And, uh, he, I see, uh, I like him and it, like athletically, uh, he probably deserves it. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, Okay. This episode starts off back at the bunker after <laughs> the elimination where Corey won. Um, uh, Bailey says that she feels like she is now living without her heart and her brain. It's the hardest thing she has ever had to do. She's scared and it sucks. Uh, Jenny is worried about getting thrown in again. Uh, the paranoia and Jenny is real this episode. Yeah, and the way they sold this, I was like, oh, Jenny's going in. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she just kept talking about it. Right? It's like, why would they mention that if if she wasn't? Trying to but trick you up. They, they're, MTV knows now. I was onto their editing tricks, but now they're throwing me off. Yeah, right? Um, yeah, I mean, she is literally, like, the whole episode, she's like, I'm going to get thrown in. I don't know. Maybe this yeah. is what happens when D goes out of the episode. You need to fill that time with something else. Yeah. I'm sure that's what they do because there is a lot of shit in this episode that does not matter. Oh, sure. <laughs> they just get, sort of like, lingered on a lot of it, you know. Well, and you get the super tight shots too. Yeah. You know, like that's awkwardly like, tight. Yeah. yeah. Woo, super tight. Um, uh, we get Melissa and Josh talking, which is like, what? What are these two doing talking to each other? Didn't they just declare their hatred for each other? Melissa was pissed at him because he yeah. 
said D's name, and now they're just sitting, chilling, eating breakfast. Oh, yeah, and this it was is very the fucking strange. morning after the elimination, yeah. and Josh is all like, "I'm super pumped to go in and get my red skull. I'm ready to do it." It's like, yeah, bitch, you didn't do it like less than 24 hours ago. <laughs> yeah, fuck right. off. I don't know. I I was too distracted by Melissa's glasses. I have a thing for women in glasses, and my God, is she a beautiful woman with those glasses on? <laughs> She's too distracted to even notice how terrible Josh is. You pleasure my glasses, and I'll do the same. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Melissa is kind of running down like the scenarios that like if there if this is the one girl's day left to get a red skull, um, she kind of thinks that if Bailey gets in the tribunal, then her and Nani will have to fight it out for the house vote. Um, She's worried about that. Uh, But anyways, they're just talking about the different scenarios. And at this point, Josh is like, well, this could be not the last, you know, like, quit living in denial. Let's pretend like every day is the last. Like, yep. I mean, I don't. Until you cash that check into your bank account, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Right. I don't understand why we're still saying like, "Oh well, there could be possibly another shot." Like, no, no. You should live every week like this is it, friends. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Especially your Um, dumb egg-shaped ass. (laughs) So then, uh, then we get Nani. uh, Nani kind of talking uh, to the to the house. And Melissa saying that if she doesn't get an opportunity to go get a red skull, that she will be a raging psycho bitch <laughs> is oh what she God. says. Like, I and, knew that was going to be your quote, Wolfie. Like, I actually didn't have a quote. So. Right? Oh, well, there it is. And then, Jesus. Yeah. And then Melissa chimes in and like says, like, me too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like um. And then isn't this where Josh kind of rolls his eyes and says, like, I wouldn't say that out loud again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nani thinks that after this one, it'll just be times up. Uh, and she's really worried now that she's squandered her opportunities because we've mm-hmm. seen Nani have <sighs> multiple opportunities and uh, not taken any. So, um, you know, that's the thing. When these people act like all pissed off now that they're not in this elimination, I don't have much sympathy for them. Oh, none. No, why would you? you They've all had their chance. I don't understand why, like, you, like, so now you're going to get irate and upset that you're not in this, Mm -hmm. in this one, when you should have been irate and upset you haven't, you weren't in the ones before this, but you were hiding and, you know, trying to skate around going into one. Mm -hmm. Like, no, 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 I don't have any sympathy for you. Now you can cry all you want. Scream all you want. You've known since after the very first elimination that uh, you had to go into elimination and get a a red skull. Right. Mm -hmm. So... The very next challenge or the very very next elimination, you sh- everybody should have been like, "I'm going in. Right. I'm going in right now." Right. Yep. Fucking morons. Yep. And some some did, but most haven't. They've played this weird, scared game, and it's yeah. it's been very frustrating. And yeah, I'm with you, Amanda. I have no sympathy for any of them. Yeah. They've all had their shots. Uh, they haven't taken them for whatever right. reasons, and that's it. Yeah. Too bad. That's your deal. Like that was yep. your choice. Like, don't put this on other people now. Being like well, why aren't you doing what I want you to do right now? It's like, yeah. hey, it's not my fault you wait till the last minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? 
so uh, then we see this uh, lovely moment between Corey, Fessy, and Nelson where Corey moves his name back to the wall and he celebrates with Fessy and Nelson. Um, he Corey says that it feels good to be a member of the Red Skull Gang. Uh, so this is kind of cute. This is when I kind of do get a little excited about them in a final together. Like, I was like, yeah, yeah, I could dig this. Um, and Fessy says that he's ready to ride, uh, with these guys to the final. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. And Nelson has sweet kid in play hair again here. <laughs> yes. Big fan. Um, then we get Bailey kind of talking to the group about voting Swaggy in and was it the right decision? Uh, Johnny pretty much tells her, like, hey, you, you did the right thing. Like, either he was going to go in and get a Red Skull or he was kind of out of it, you know? Like, he really wasn't mm-hmm. in the game. Um, yeah, and Bailey does agree that he was checked out. Uh yeah, and all these and, yeah, decision, decisions like this are easy to talk about sort of in retrospect because you know how it worked out. So, of course, she's regretting doing it, but Bananas is right. It was the only move at the time. It was. It was. Um, yeah. Fessy then says that Bailey isn't doing well and it may be too late for her. Like, she's not doing well in the game. She's not doing well emotionally. Uh, she doesn't have allies um, mm-hmm. like the numbers in the in the game, she hasn't formed relationships. Her ship is kind of sunk. Yeah. So. She, what I've noticed this episode, and maybe other people have noticed it, and they're like, uh, "Big duh," but she definitely can only identify as part of a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Like she doesn't seem to have any singular identity. personality identity. Mm-hmm. So when Swaggy's not there, suddenly she's just like a big void of nothing. Yeah. Ugh, I hate people like that. Yeah. The way she was talking about it, it was like, it was like as if he had died, you know, like yeah. this is so hard on my brain and on my heart and how can I concentrate and how can I focus? It's like, dude, you're going to see the guy in like a week at most. Right. Like just relax. Yeah. Like you're going to be fine. Mm. And I mean, I'd be terrible in this house because I would just be saying that to her, whereas everybody else is being nice to her. I would just be like, <laughs> wake the fuck up. What's wrong with you? Like, relax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take a breath. You're fine. This is the hardest thing I've ever done. Really? Right. Then you've led a really easy life. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, then we get the Casey and Nani uh, heavy flirting. Uh, scene. Uh, the sword Nani says that if she wants something, she doesn't hesitate. Uh, and then the, Casey does a big interview about how Nani is affectionate and an affectionate person. And when you find something that one that you connect with in a situation like this, it's okay to be affectionate or something. I don't know. Blah 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 blah. Bullshit! Anyways, bullshit! Bullshit! <laughs> um. Anyways, trying to explain away. Um, kind of her involvement in this uh, flirtation. Cat um, says, except for a final, which I agree with. If you wanted it that bad, she should have taken a final. Right. <laughs> right. Um. 
So, yeah, pretty much at the end, they're like, oh, blame it on going crazy in the house. So, mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, the bunker, the bunker is this new excuse for fucking everything in yeah. the world. Yeah. Oh, it's not going right for you. Just blame the bunker. Right. Right. <laughs> it's because to everybody. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you go swim in your pool and then run on your track? <laughs> yeah, it's right? so hard it down there. pretty lush. Like, and yeah. they can go outside. It's not like they can't get sunlight because they, we've seen them outside smoking <laughs> and talking. <laughs> so there is outside air and yep. sunlight. The way they act like, well, you go crazy with no sunlight. It's like, well, I'm pretty sure they're letting people out. So... I've, we've seen him sit down in the patio little area. Like, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's kind of asinine sometimes when they say that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's bizarre and dramatic. I, like, I don't know if it's like, yeah, like MTV is like, hey, we're trying to sell this bunker gimmick. Okay, so help us sell it. Like, <laughs> so, I don't know. Or maybe maybe they're actually locked in there at times. Like in Big Brother, you know, there's times that outside is off limits, you know, because they're setting up a competition or something. So... People can't go outside. So maybe they maybe they have that kind of set up there. Maybe it's, you know, limited amount of time outside. And then maybe that is kind of crappy. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, here's me being the optimist that I yeah. am, okay? Ben for the doubt outside. Why don't you go swim in your pool? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the pool's inside. <laughs> yeah, but it's still a fucking pool. It's right? more than I got. <laughs> right? Um, this is when we get Corey, uh, his little interview where he says that rumors are going around about, uh, Nani and Casey hooking up. Um, he says that he knows a player when he sees a player and Casey is a player. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, then we get, uh, Bailey, um, uh, talking about Casey and, Nani and uh, yeah, this whole thing like and the girlfriend. Yeah, we didn't know that Bailey and Casey were a thing, and I I mean, that's not quite yet. Well, still, it seems like they focus on it like a lot this episode. Yeah, did they talk about that on Big Brother? Was that a thing on Big Brother? Um, I mean, not really. I mean, you know, I mean, when they said that, I was like, okay, yeah, maybe. I mean, like, but not like. Nothing more than just, like, girlfriends, like, hanging, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, that's what it felt like. It didn't feel like, you know, I mean, shoot, like, I'd lay in the same bed and, sh- you know, shoot the shit with my best girlfriend, you know? Like, I mean, it's not, and there's nothing going on, you know? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, so, it didn't feel like anything weird to me, but I don't know. Right. Hmm. Anything more than that, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, uh, Corey tells her that she needs to like explain it, this whole thing to her girlfriend, like, so that, you know, they kind of have, so she has an idea before she sees it all, I guess. Uh, Casey says that everyone is just jealous because, uh, her and Nani vibe out, and this is the first time that <laughs> Casey says vibe out. That I'm like, vibe yeah. out, huh? Okay, yeah, vibe, they vibe each other, vibe it out. Yeah, um, so then, yeah, then this is when Bailey starts to talk to Casey, and Casey says that, uh, yeah, Bailey, that they did flirt on Big Brother, um, 
And then Bailey says that if Swaggy wasn't there, they would have had a legitimate thing, she says. Uh, and that's just Bailey in her interview. Uh, Bailey says... Bailey's got lots of uh, stories this episode. Yeah. And then Bailey says that she is acting like... That Casey is acting now like she doesn't even know Bailey. I think that she's projecting her loneliness <laughs> without Swaggy onto like, oh you know what God. I mean? Like, yeah. so since Swaggy left, the entire world is different. The entire world has left her, Amanda. Yeah. He's been gone for right. It does 14 feel that way. Hours. It feels like she's like, everyone's abandoned me. You know what I mean? Like, that's what she's trying to say. Um, and then we get Casey kind of talking to the group. And then this is when Johnny asks her, like, uh, she says, I vibe out. He says, what does vibing out mean? Um, and she says, like, oh, well, you know, we're bunk mates. And she snores. Uh, so or and I snore. So then. She kisses, I mean, kicks her, my, her, her, my bed, like, mm-hmm. so, and then everyone's like, oh, Freudian slip. caught, caught on camera. Um, so yeah, Freudian slip or just her thinking in her head that they were talking, thinking they were kissing and she was like, all the, all I'm doing is kicking the bed or whatever, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. So. I don't know. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. I don't, don't really care. No. Um, but I think then that'll take us to the challenge. Challenge. This challenge is called Blocked In. Uh, TJ announces that it's going to be played as team two teams of seven. Um, and then he says there's a red car with a bunch of black cars parked around it. Um, your goal is to free the red car by pushing the other cars forward and backward um, to free the red car. Uh, yeah. It's a timed event, and the fastest team will form the tribunal. So, yes, all seven players will form the tribunal. Um, he also says this is a women's elimination challenge. Yep, and I'm I'm so glad Greg is in the chat room. Greg is our challenge historian, so he can help me out here. Amanda, you probably can too. Wolfie, you don't know yeah. shit, so you're not in, you're not included in this conversation. Yeah. They did a similar challenge to this, yeah. like a million years ago. Hundred million years ago. And I remember the only thing I remember is that it was stick shift cars, and not everybody could drive a stick shift, yes. and so people really uh, yeah they struggled drove with cars it. Cars instead of pushed them. Yeah, and it wasn't it it wasn't quite as oh my god, Greg already says Battle of the Seasons episode ten. All right, so there you go. There you go. <laughs> um I remember I, I'm almost positive Timmy was in this episode or in this challenge. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Totally. And that's really all I remember. But and, and the, the puzzle wasn't nearly as complicated as this, but it was similar. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, very similar though. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I like, I like these, I mean, it's, it's pretty simple, but I mean, it requires really good communication. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is always something that most of these challenges are not good at. So it's fun to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so 
Yeah. So the two teams are team one is Jenny, Bananas, Nani, Anissa, Rogan, Corey, and Josh. And team two is Kyle, Nelson, Melissa, Bailey, Fessy, Casey, and the one who shall not be named. <laughs> Mystery lady. D. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, Let's not call her by her, her name. Let's just call her by her, her first initial. at the bottom initial. of every list. Yeah, we'll call her by her first initial. <laughs> yeah. You stepped on my joke, Amanda, but I'll forgive you for that. For that. No, we that was call- Brian that did. I didn't do that. No, you were laughing over it. Oh. I was repeating it so people could hear it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Continue. So Don't now on laugh it again. Don't laugh ever again. All right. People obviously don't like it. No, it's terrible. Um, so uh, team one is up first and team two is put in a holding area when team one competes so that they cannot uh, watch it and get any advantages for when they go. Because uh, there's only one setup. Uh, so team one decides that <laughs> Rogan is going to be their puzzle master. Who the fuck decided this? And the rest yeah. are just are just going to be the muscle. Well, what a what a strange choice, isn't it, yeah. Rogan? Hey, Rogan says that he loves video games. That this is just a game of Tetris. No, so he this thinks is not all a game his Tetris. years of video games have played off. No, yeah, when they like Tetris, but that's when that's they funny. said that Rogan was going to be sort of the puzzle master or whatever. Yeah. Me and him were like, that's a decent strategy. Get one person sort of directing. Yeah. But why is it Rogan? It should be Anissa. Right? Because Anissa's yeah. smarter, she's better at puzzles, yeah. and I she's going to be less effective in pushing. Rogan is is a dumb muscle head. He should push the cars. Right. So he could push the it, one by himself, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, so of course, right out the gate though, uh, Rogan's on the struggle bus. And so, um, he's kind of standing there like a duh. And like, so Jenny, um, says like, she's figured it out. And like, and she's like, Hey, I think this is what we need to do. And like, everyone's being quiet. It's not like really at this moment, anyone's talking. So Jenny's like explaining, like, I think we need to do this, 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 this. And like, you watch it and like, sure enough, like she's legit. Like at this moment, Jenny has it figured out and no one is nope. listening to her. Nope. Johnny's then, like, shut up, you then, dumb bitch. And then, yeah, everyone's just sh- shushing her and talking over her like about nothing. It's not like they're trying to help. They're, they're just not, they're, they're just telling her to be quiet. It's like, yeah. Anissa I mean, points to a car. Like we need to move that one. Yeah. Shut up, Anissa. Yeah, there's a lot Johnny, of sh- 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 Johnny spends five minutes like explaining what he thinks they need to do. I'm just like, God damn it. Right. Johnny, yeah. shut the fuck up. And then Jenny's like, uh, I said that five minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they try it like three different ways and it doesn't work. And they're yeah. like, oh, let's do it this way. And it's the exact way Jenny told him to do yeah. it. Fucking morons. Um, This looks like this takes them a ridiculous amount of time. Yeah. I'm calling BS on MTV's editing for this challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, This looks like this takes them a ridiculous amount of time. Um, But they are celebrating. They jump on this car and ride it over the finish line and celebrate like they have literally just killed this. The men men just act like they're geniuses. Yeah. 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 We figured it out, ladies. We did it. Right. Thanks for doing nothing. (laughs) 
Well, and fucking Josh, too. Like, Rogan jumped on the hood of the car and, like, did a weird pose and whatever. And Josh, of course, is the, like, oh, Rogan did something. Me, too. Me, too. Me, too. And then Josh yeah. does it. And yeah. It just doesn't It doesn't work when Josh does it, though, because everything he does sucks. Yes. Yeah. Wasn't even that good when Rogan did it, but Josh doing it is definitely terrible. Yep. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Uh, oh, and Jenny too, uh, Amanda. See if it's in your notes. She had like a cool British version of the "Too Many Cooks in the Kitchen." What was it? It was like too oh. many, too many cooks ruin the broth or something like that. Spoil the broth. Don't know. Oh, that might. I don't know. Maybe we don't have that one. I think I have another Jennyism later though. That Jenny it, said a few things this episode that were like, "Well, wow, that's very." It, yeah, it took like a pretty like normal phrase in America, yeah. and like yeah. I was like, "Ooh, that's a be- that's it better." All fancy, it yeah, that's all a better fancy. one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then team two, team two, we see at uh, the little starting line, uh, talking over uh, kind of their game plan. Um, they've decided to kind of let Bailey direct, but. Before they even get going, they're kind of all talking out a strategy, like of how to move the cars, uh, mm. like which which way we got to move first, which ones we got to move. So, like, I think this looks good for this team. Like, um, at this point, I'm like, well, look at them, man. I mean, because mm-hmm. it's one thing. It's like, I feel like, yes, should you pick one person to communicate to everyone? Sure. But... It doesn't mean they're the best or they're the ones that are going to see it. Puzzles are about seeing it. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. it's almost instinctual sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you just look at it and it makes sense to you. Um, so I don't know that this was, like, the best idea to just assign someone without then, like, getting in there and feeling it out for someone to kind of be like, I've got it and take the lead. You know what I mean? Right. I felt like, you know, it was kind of a weird way to do it mm-hmm. um, to be effective. But I also understand that once they get in there, they all just start shouting things. And I mean, that's chaos too. So, I mean, who knows? But, uh, so yeah, I mean, we weren't there. I did get some sexist overtones though, with round one when, yeah, as you said, Wolfie, they shushed Johnny? Jenny. They, sh- they shushed no. Misa. And then when Banana started talking, like, everybody listened and, oh, you know, yeah. it did, it clicked and, you know, it, it worked. But um, it, it seemed like Team 2 adapted a little faster and, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it, well, it had worked. to be editing, obviously. But Yeah, know. and it seemed like they worked much better together. Yeah, they kind of adapted and, like, and took, you know, like, helpful suggestions when Bailey was like, oh, I don't see, you know what I mean? Like, people were like, hey, mm-hmm. I think this. They kind of all look at it and said, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, but, uh yeah, it definitely feels like um, they finish far faster than the other team editing-wise. Yeah. Um, and with with the uh, Jenny distraction from the first uh, – her first confessional is talking about she's worried about going in. Yeah. I was absolutely thoroughly convinced that team one lost. Yeah. Completely convinced. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think they've listened to the podcast and they're like, I'm tired of Tim saying that he knows. Okay. So I know we're going to show him. And they're, they're, ed- they're re-editing the episodes anyway. Yeah. So they might as well just try to throw well. me off. Yeah. Throw that guy off. Yeah. Would you? 
<laughs> um. So yeah. So after they both finish, uh, TJ says, "I said, well, this is a lay on slide." And then TJ says, 13 seconds separated the teams." And I said, "Come said what?" I said, "Well, obviously because they jumped on the car and just slowly rolled over the finish line." It's going to be the other team that won, and those idiots were, like, celebrating, jumping on the car, you know? This is what I'm thinking in my head. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, TJ's like, team one, and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Greg says they need to show the clock. The I was going to say the back. same thing. I agree. Yeah, I agree, man. They, they, it was, it added something to the show. I feel like when it was like, yeah. all right, team two has to beat this time, yeah. and then you can see the time getting closer yeah, and closer, and, and they're closer. The figuring horn, out. You're just done. Like yep. you didn't do it. Like it, and it. I think it builds that level of like, uh, you know, gives them that anticipatory edge that like I, I have to finish this before that horn blows. You know, like. Hmm. Carlin wants to know, Tim, if you think it's just producers choosing the winner, why do you think they did that? So I don't think it's producers choosing the winner. I think it's them like doing clever editing to like mask the winner or to to like kick us off the trail. Because mm-hmm. it used to be like, you know, even like last season, earlier this season, you could watch the confessionals and sort of figure out who won and who lost and who won the elimination and who didn't. And yeah, they're very much a storyline driven. Like they drive the episode by who mm-hmm. goes home and who's going into the elimination by yeah. highlighting those contestants throughout the episode. Yeah. I so I don't think producers are choosing the winner, but no. I think through, through editing and shit, they're like they're misleading highlighting. us. Yeah. They're just yeah, highlighting or, and influencing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Influencing our interpretation of it or something. Right. Yeah, because it did not – the way this was edited, it did not seem close. It seemed like Team 2 beat the shit out of Team 1. It did. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but anyways, Nani is super happy, of course. Uh, she's going to get to go into her elimination on her terms, so good for her. Like, I mean yeah. – uh, but then Bailey and Melissa both know that they're going to have to fight for the house vote. Um, Mm. and at this point I didn't realize it. Um, but then Casey in her interview says at this moment that she knows that she is the deciding vote between who will get to go, Melissa or Bailey. And I was like, oh shoot. Like, (laughs) um, you know, I hadn't really, I mean, I guess I don't a hundred percent know where each of them sit. So I didn't quite know where the votes would fall, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike and there were some, some surprises in there, too. Kind of like, oh, yeah, I know where the votes are going to fall. Like, these yeah. two, I really I didn't know. know. Um, but Casey knew right out the bat that she would end up being the tiebreaker. Yeah. Well, then even at some point, she says, well, somebody says, like, well, I think Melissa's got the votes to win. But then as we'll see, like, it just literally comes down to one person. Yeah. So it could go either way. Yeah. yeah, that was kind of surprising. I, I think the most, well, I mean, we're not anywhere close to the vote, so I'll hold that. All right. Never mind. Um, then we get uh, Casey going to Nani, uh, and she pretty much asks Nani who she wants to go against. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nani says that she wants Melissa. Uh, she feels like they're better size match. Um and uh, then Nani kind of like apologizes to Casey and says that she doesn't want to put her in a bad spot. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, really, I mean, I, I did think that Nani was kind of like, don't do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I got the impression she was saying, if Melissa is going in anyway, feel free to vote for Bailey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Like giving her permission to not vote for Melissa. But I, I do think that if if Casey's the deciding vote, Casey, I think she expected her to vote Nani's okay. way. All right. That was my impression. I don't know. What do you think, Wolford? What was your what was your thought? Um, I don't know, but I didn't really see it that way. I think it was just I thought Nani was kind of here saying like, Hey, like I know you yeah. got a big brother thing going, so like if you if you can't vote for Melissa, I understand. You know what I mean? And she mm-hmm. kinda told her, like, gave her a way out, like and said, like, you could vote for Bailey if you wanted. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like this is yeah, if I had my pick I would pick Melissa, but I don't want to put your game in jeopardy because, I mean, I think that's ultimately what Nani was saying. Like, hey, if that's going to put your game in jeopardy, I don't want to do that to you. Um, And Casey really made that decision herself, you know, and Casey does think that it's better for her game because Nani is a number on the side that Casey's been working on, you know, and so, you know, of course, I mean, yeah. It, it makes sense. And so is Melissa. I mean, Melissa's a number mm-hmm. on that side, too. So. Yeah. And if she chooses the side of Bailey, Bailey has no other team. Bailey doesn't bring anything for, for her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. what does she bring to the table? Oh, well, if Bailey is safe, she can protect or do something for you, but she can't control anybody else or help swing anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What good is she to you? Right. Um, but anyways, by the end of it, Casey is really pretty much says like, no, I'm going to do it. But Bailey's going to freak out. Um, so then Casey immediately goes and asks Bailey if she wants to talk. Um, and at this point, Bailey is in her bed, uh, with her bonnet on. Woe is me. And yeah, really kind of, uh, woe is me. And, and she says pretty much, uh, Bailey's like, uh, I don't know why, because it's pointless. Um, Bailey's pissed. She says their friendship is ruined. If she votes for Melissa, uh, Casey tells her that her and Swaggy excluded themselves from everybody and she's kind of put herself in this position. Uh, Casey says that, Hey, I, I didn't make any promises that I couldn't keep. And so like, I've never made a formal promise to Bailey. Um, she's, you know, and, uh, so, and then, she, gets, she mentions that she, that's how she played Big Brother, too. She never yeah. made a promise that she knew she wasn't right. going to be able to right. absolutely mm-hmm. keep. So she just didn't say anything. And that's why everybody in the jury loved Casey. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, Big Brother is the game. Like, if you can play Big Brother and make it through and people not hate you, like, you're good. Casey, Casey won, right? Yeah. yeah. She, was, she won that season. Yeah. Yeah, so it seems like she's got a good understanding of like sort of the social and political yes. aspects of the game, and yeah. I really appreciated her going and talking to Bailey. At, you know, maybe it wasn't the best time to do it, but sure to like be upfront and honest right. about what's going on and why you're making the choice. And right. I feel like a, a 
calm, rational, reasonable person would have listened. Um, yeah. And Bailey is just not in that headspace at the moment. No. Um, so it yeah, didn't work she, out well. She freaks out. Bailey says, like, you couldn't even wait until I took off my bonnet. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. So embarrassed. Jesus. Um, hide, under, hide under my weird yeah, custom-made right? Bailey blanket. Cute. Like, it's not like she looked hideous. I mean, her little bonnet was cute. I mean, when she peeked out the covers and they initially talked, I wasn't like, oh, my gosh, she's hideous. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. She looked fine. She just looked like she was in bed, like, chilling, like, whatever. I don't know. Anyways, poor girl. She was, she's just off. She's just, her man is gone and she cannot. <laughs> that just function. ruins her entire okay. life. She yeah. cannot function. God. I, I have a little sympathy for her, but man, she's got to get over this, man. Yeah. I mean, I well, and we've seen that. people before, you know, mope around the day after their, like, you know, little uh, lovey leaves. Um, sure. A little but, sadness, but not yeah. this devastating, debilitating yeah. depression right. from him leaving. Like, I don't know. It just seems a little silly. Some codependency issues there, my friends. Clearly. Codependency issues. Um, but yeah, then, well, I think that puts us at nominations, but first, how about a word from our sponsors? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Nominations. Nominations. Uh, Melissa uh, starts this off. I think to me... This room today was so shocking to me because seven people yeah, were in really the tribunal. So it looked like literally like nobody was yeah. over uh, in the nomination room. Yeah. Um, and there was only three women to decide from. Right. So right, why even yeah. have a nomination process? Like put the fucking names up. It's silly. Well, no, the nomination process. Like, no, this is Not nominations the for the house. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. yeah okay. Right. <laughs> Drink your margarita. I'm, Drink your I'm margarita. Figure I'm out how this game this works, shit. would you? I'm so bored. <laughs> remember the different segments. <laughs> no, I refuse no. to remember anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Melissa starts off this nomination ceremony uh, sa saying that she is panicking, uh, and now I want to go in. Like uh, That's pretty much the long and short of hers. Uh, Bailey, uh, you can tell that she's emotional. Um, and they pretty much ask her like, Bailey, do you have anything to say? And she says, uh, yeah, I want to go in, but I know it probably is what it is. And it's an uphill battle. Mm -hmm. Uh, then they go around and everybody votes and they leave Casey for last, uh, Casey, Casey says this is a shitty position, um, but she's worked with people from the beginning. Uh, she wishes that she could make everyone happy. Um, and personally, she loves uh, Bailey, but uh, ultimately, like, Bailey's 
game is not worth her game, you know, but what's yeah. best for her game. Can't so, trust her in the game is what she said. Tr- yeah, that's right. Can't trust her in the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then, uh, Bailey is just sitting there with her eyes closed and tears streaming down her face. Uh, and Melissa puts her name up on the wall and she's super happy. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the one I wanted to talk about during this process is Nelson. He surprised me with his vote. He voted for Bailey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that surprised me, except I just thought he'd be closer to Nani and sort of see that Nani's got more numbers. Like uh, for as dumb as Nelson is, it seemed like non era uh, voting for Melissa was a smarter choice for him. What do you guys think? Did he do this just to tie it up? Right. Just to put yeah. Casey in the weird position? Right. I don't know. I don't know if he thinks that far ahead. Right. I really don't. I think when Nelson says, like, I'm looking at this about who I want to run a final with, I think that's a true statement. Yeah. I think that's how Nelson's looking at this. Like, he doesn't play the game <laughs> that strategically. Like, you know what I mean? As far as, like, oh, if I get this person out, it's better for my game. I think he's literally looking at the physical competitiveness uh, and abilities of the Melissa versus Bailey and thinking that I would rather sit in a final with Bailey. Yeah. Uh, or, you know what I mean? If I had to do something with a girl, run a leg with a girl, I would want to do it with her over Melissa. And I think right. that's where Nelson was coming from. I don't think he thinks outside of that. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, it's just, you know what I mean? Chad just brought up that is he's hooked up with Fessy, so. <laughs> yeah, and even, that, like, I understand there's a big brother thing going on here, but I would think even the big brother people see that Swaggy's gone. Uh, Wes is gone. Like everybody else, all of Bailey's sort of alliances are gone. Well, Bailey is all by herself. You know, Fessy kind of makes a big statement about you know sticking to his word and his whatever and um, his alliances. And so, I mean, Fessy votes for Bailey. So yeah, if Nelson yeah. is working that close with Fessy, then maybe Bailey is on his list too. Maybe, but they should have seen where this was going, and Melissa was going in. I, I don't know. I, I hate to pile on to Bailey, sure. but it yeah. feels like everybody should abandon Bailey right now. I don't know. I mean, it only came down to one vote, so it's not. I think it was quite as cut and dry as everybody thought it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So then, uh, Rogan's kind of asking, like, what happened after the nominations. Uh, Nelson tells him that Bailey pretty much just pouted the whole time um, and that she didn't say anything to defend herself or fight for herself. Um, And I think he's really disappointed uh, in her about that. Um, Then we get this weird voiceover or like audio over, I guess, not voice, audio over of Bailey having this hyperventilating, panic attack, uh, lashing, throwing items thing. And the only thing that I can imagine is that D must have been real heavy in this scene or something that they decided (laughs) that they would just cut the audio over clips of the bunker, red clips of the bunker. Weird, creepy pipes and valves and shit like that. Yeah, Yeah, real weird. So that's all I can guess. Um but man, would I have loved to see this? <laughs> like, I felt like just listening to audio didn't do it justice. Like, this was like a grade A, like a meltdown. Um, so, uh, she gets pulled, uh, pulled out by the producers, telling her to relax and go to her room. Um, 
then afterward, Bailey uh, tells us that uh, she's ultimately broken hearted by Casey. So this is a visceral response to her heart being broken. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, Nelson, though, this is a tender moment from Nelson. And I, this is the moments that I like of Nelson. I don't yep. know why he can't be this way all the time. Because um, most of the, sometimes he's yelling at people, women. And right now he's being um, uh, sympathetic to Bailey. But he goes to Bailey to see if she's okay. Um, says that she can talk to uh, talk to them. uh she she does tell, tell him that she appreciates it. Uh, he tells her not to check out. You know, you might still have another chance. Like, don't, um, you know, don't completely take yourself out of this game. Uh, so, I mean, I think this moment, it is, it, this is a good moment to say, like, the game's not over. TJ hasn't announced that this is it. Like, if you don't have a spot in this elimination, like, just... Like, think about it. So, you know, get your head in the game and be like, okay, until TJ says I don't have a chance, I'm going to fight, you know? Like, I feel like that's what you have to do. I feel like this is, you know, like, this is part of that, like, I try to do this in my daily life. Like, you can't dwell on the negative, you know? You have to look at the positive. You have to be able to see uh, the positive in life. Otherwise, like, what's worth living, you know? And so I feel like she's if she checks out, she might as well just go home. Like, yeah. don't stay. Like, you might as well just t- tell TJ you quit. You know, TJ yeah. loves it when people quit. Yeah, TJ loves that. So you might as well do that. Okay. Uh, yeah, otherwise, that was... like, get your mind in it. Like, say, like, well, this is it. This is my lot. I can't do this one. So you know what? I'm just gonna put my mind to it and like, you know, see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, Bailey is in a good position, actually, in that she has nothing to lose. Yeah. Because she either goes in and wins, and, right. you know, she's really close to a million bucks, or she gets to go home to Swaggy. So right. fucking fight for it. Yeah. Like, at least during this nomination process, say something for say yourself. Something. Speak mm-hmm. up. Don't yeah. don't just shrug and say, like, oh, I'm probably not going to get it, so fuck it. And and now she's wanting to I – don't, I don't know what this talk is with the producers and stuff, but, like, wanting to quit. Like, what is going on here? Yep. I don't know. Very As we say, there should be a rule. As soon as you say I quit, you're done. Pack up your shit, go home. Yep. But Wolfie, what did you think of Nelson during the scene? Do you like Nelson yet? Nah, fuck Nelson. Uh, I think someday you're gonna like. He, I think he thought he could have scored points now that Swaggy's out of the way. Oh lord, a banger. <laughs> Is that what you think Nelson was doing? No, I don't. No, not really. So. But... Not just being a kind human being yeah. to her. I do think he was just being a kind human. I do, too. Um, I like Nelson. Not that I think that he's, like, you know... Like I said, he is definitely bipolar or something. Because, like, you have these moments. And then you have moments of him just screaming nonsense at girls. That are... That's just horrid things he's said to people. You know, you're just like, I don't understand the two versions. Like... I think he's just... He's a little dumb. And so when he sort of, like, acts emotionally and acts in the moment, it's always wrong. But if he can sort of take a step back and think about what he's going to do before he does it, I feel like he's okay. Yeah. But, I mean, like, how old do you have to be before you realize you got to think before you act? Yeah, I don't know. How old is Nelson? One year older than however old Nelson is. <laughs> well, uh, let's see if the next year puts that in check, but I doubt <laughs> it, okay? Uh, I won't hold my breath. Well, really, if you think about it, Nelson, we've talked about how kind of dumb he is about stuff. Yeah. 
And I think this also falls in line with that just because Bailey's having a meltdown for no reason, just because her dumb boyfriend went home and she's throwing a big fit and screaming at people who maybe don't deserve to be screamed at. And of course, Nelson is sympathetic to her about that (laughs) rather than other people who've maybe needed sympathy in the past. And he's just been an idiot and not seen it. So nah, he's still dumb. (laughs) Well, dumb, but likable though, right? Yeah. Dumb. Likeable. But he's got his he's got his moments where he's cool, like right. dumb people. Oh, mm. I like Yikes. people who aren't dumb. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, so I think that takes us to a bar night. <laughs> <laughs> um, Melissa makes a toast to, to thank. The people who voted for her. Awkward. Awkward, right? right there. Um, yeah, Bailey sitting at the bar with this perma sad face. Oh, um, not only that, but awkward because she's she's taking a shot while Prager's, we know, after the fact. Yeah, well, she didn't know at the time. Yeah. No, I know, but it's still a little awkward to see a pregnant woman with a shot glass. <laughs> hey. I have, I have some discussions about that after we talk about the elimination. Okay. Um. So then, uh, Casey uh does her little like pump up Nani for the elimination. Tells her she's a such a badass. You're a beast. Uh, you know what you're, you're doing. You're very smart. Um. But he, she says she's very smart, and then Nani retorts, and you go, "Wait a minute, Nani's drunk." Um. How smart are you if you're drinking the night before your elimination? Like, yeah. And also, drinking. yeah, she's drunk, yeah. and you could tell yeah. that she's trying to do that. Oh yeah, I'm going to talk very, I'm talk very clearly slowly and clearly, and slowly, to make it seem like I am. So not I know drunk. that people know I'm not drunk. Like, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, and how full of shit is Casey during all this? Like, I yeah. get that she's trying to pump her up and get a little right. pep talk and, you know, right. encourage her, but so full of shit. And Nani is just, uh, she's buying the whole thing. People are she scared just, of you. She wants to, yeah, people yeah. are scared of her. Yeah, yeah right. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, Johnny asks Bailey uh, why she threw the room apart. And then when he says this, I'm like, damn. Why didn't I get to see this? Uh, but Bailey uh, Bailey says that she has two sides, um, pretty much crying or yelling. Uh, Bailey uh, cries. Uh, she is hurt that she lost a friend. Um, she says that if she pretty much if she votes for Melissa or or since she voted for Melissa, I will never speak again. Um, oh my god. Johnny I hate says, people. I hate people like this. I was starting to warm on Bailey, but I hate people like yeah, this. So Johnny says that the bunker is hard. Then asks uh, about Casey and her on Big Brother. Um, so then Bailey says that it's personal, and uh, that so Casey doing this cuts deep. Uh, Bailey. So then we were together. Bailey, we were girlfriends. We had children together. And she did this to me. So then Bailey yeah. says, like, when when people do that to me, I cut back deep and said Bailey says that Casey won't have a girlfriend to go home to. Like, ooh, 
vindictive. Woo, yeah. man. That does not seem like a... And the look on her face. Ooh. Yeah, like Ooh. a reasonable retort. That doesn't seem like Ooh. a good like no. a good idea. Um. Yeah, pretty much Bailey's like, if she thinks I'm going to stay quiet um, and I'm not her friend, I'm not going to. Whoa. All right. All right. Like... I mean, shoot, if yeah. I were if I were Casey's girlfriend and I watched this, I would say, oh, well, she's obviously telling me this because she's pissed at you and not because right. it really happened. OK, so. Yeah, just everything Bailey says here is indicative to me of like an unhealthy person. Like if really if your two emotions are anger or or crying, like that's a problem that you have to right. deal with. Right. And if every perceived slight, like Casey voting for Melissa instead of her, is worth like going home and destroying a bunch of relationships over and never talking to that person again, like come on, these these are not like good human being traits, you know. Like we're talking about Nelson growing up, so does Bailey, you know. Yeah, she's it's a little silly. She's hashtag garbage person. Yeah, everybody is. Shikar says, fun fact, Casey's girlfriend dumped her this week. <coughs> da, 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 oh. Allegedly. Allegedly. After, after seeing how her and Nani acted, maybe, huh? Who knows? I mean, really, that, you know, that probably, that's probably breakup worthy, right? Unless they had to or, talk about it before yeah, they left. or unless you were like, unless it was like, uh, yeah, you had to talk about it before and after, you know, after yeah. if, if Casey went home and was like, hey, listen, I was probably a little too touchy um, and cuddly with, you know, one of the other girls on the show. Like, you know, and just kind of was honest like that. Like, I would think that, you know, you could easily talk through it if it was, you know, there wasn't anything real physical, you know, that happened. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe she did. Yeah. She did. But it was not Bailey's place to drag that no. out you know that, that's my that's no. my point it's not yeah. not that casey did 100%. nothing wrong but it yeah. is, that it's not bailey's role here right especially if bailey would have went home before casey and like out uh, i don't know if outed is the right word sure yeah but like but stirred still, all this like, up when casey didn't really have a chance to even talk to her about it yeah and ultimately like that's what bailey's threatening i mean bailey's yeah. threatening like i'll go home and expose her and she won't have a home uh, girlfriend to go home to. Yep. <sighs> yeah, I don't. I don't like this. I feel like it's nasty, and it's like you know, mm-hmm. um, kind of uncalled for. Um, not that I don't think that. Yeah, I think that Casey definitely is stretching the bounds. Now, if there's more that we haven't seen, then of course she's over the line. But from yeah. what we've seen, like she is pushing, <laughs> like sure. Push yeah, the boundaries of, uh, of what a relationship can sort of tolerate. Yeah, as as far as they could possibly be pushed. So, um, you know, it's definitely borderline uh, borderline behavior. I wouldn't be keen on it if it were my significant other. Um, but I know other people who are a little more, like, trusting and, uh, you know, and, like, yeah, like, if she, if her girlfriend feels like Casey would never take it past that and that's okay with her, like, then maybe that's cool with them, you know, like. Yeah. Everybody's relationship is their deal, and so. Yep. Well, and now you know, Wolfie. Don't go on a reality show and cuddle up with Nani. Yeah. Amanda well, would not be cool with that. In this case, it would have to be someone of the same sex. So. Oh. I went no, in and it I was would be like, somebody that would make me uncomfortable. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, Fessy, you want to cuddle?" Somebody and he'd be like, like, "Sure." 
Fessy seems seems like like a good cuddler. Yeah. Just a big dude. I'd be like, dude, I have to beat the inside spoon, but let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. Um but yeah, I think that takes us to the tribunal. Tribunal. And, uh like you said, there really wasn't any deliberation because the people were already predetermined. It was the three women from the losing team, which were D, Casey, and Bailey. So It was weird they only had Casey and Bailey. There was no other loser women on that team. <laughs> Well, D does get to come in for like two seconds. I think they used yeah, the exact same cut. They showed her face on TV, yeah, and that was about it. It was it. Yeah. She nodded. She nodded. Yeah, nodded. Yeah, <laughs> I love uh, that. So, yeah, were just cracking up during that. It was right? so clear what was going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Jenny. Pretty much, we get a shot of Jenny uh, telling her that she isn't coming after her this time. Like. Oh. Went after her before? <laughs> and, like, we didn't get to see it because D got right. all cut out. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, pretty much we get no response from D, but she does shake her head. Um, then we get Casey and uh, Casey. T- uh, Johnny asks her, like, he wants to hear what happened at Noms. Um, Noms? Is that a bar? Nominations. No. Um, so... So what they spoke before? I don't even know what my notes say here. Johnny says she told them. Oh, yeah. Uh, At so the bar, John, Bailey told them. Yeah, Johnny says that they t- told them that Nani created the wedge between uh, her and Bailey. Um, but by the end of it, Casey has convinced everyone to agree with her that Bailey's out of control and uh, kind of, you know... Um, Telling lies on Casey and kind of overreacting. Um, and that really, that they agree that Casey made the best decision for her game, um, which was to pick Melissa. So, uh, yeah. Then we get Bailey. Uh, Bailey says that yesterday she was more hurt than anything. Uh, so she couldn't even speak without being upset. That's why she didn't talk at oh the nomination ceremony. Uh, and then she says that, uh, then she says that back in Big Brother, before Swaggy left, that Casey wanted her, said that she wanted her in her bed instead of with Swaggy. Uh, and that Bailey says that she, that Casey did that for Nani. Um, and then Nani says, like, maybe she did it for her game. Like, uh, ultimately, Bailey gets upset, walks out, and then slams the door. Ultimately, tells Nani, this is all your fault. Yeah. And Nani's mm-hmm. like, uh, no. Yeah. We should call her a lying hoe bag or something like that. Well, she does oh, that that's later. later. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. I always fast forward. You do. You like to speed it up. Speed I do. Up, he says. I'm bored uh, this season. But, yeah, so... Uh, after the tribunal meeting, uh, little interrogations, then Jenny goes and gives Bailey a hug. Bailey says that Casey is going to deny it. I think at this point, Bailey knows she's lied. So she's now, of course, going to nope. say that Casey's going to deny it. It's just like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Fessy is there. Okay, Bailey, like Fessy was yeah. also on mm-hmm. Big Brother with you. Um, if you don't think that Fessy is going to uh, end up speaking his side, uh, you're crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, 
she says that Swaggy told her that Casey was fake um, and she should have believed him. Bailey says that it does have something to do with her and Nani, even though Nani says it doesn't. Um, Jenny says in her little interview that, like, Bailey's just feeling kind of ostracized because someone who she thought was a friend didn't vote do what she wanted her to, and now her and her husband is gone. Um, let's see. Oh, and then Nani tells Casey what happened in the interrogation, and Casey immediately goes to confront Bailey. Um, she pretty much is like, why do you lie and make so much stuff up? Like, uh, like. So what do we think? Is, is Bailey making this up? Yeah. Because the, the way Bailey is acting is that they had a like a re, like a full blown relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Is this all a lie? I think From that what I we think saw that it's, Big Brother. I think that it's yeah. an exaggerate. Like maybe in her mind, she had this relationship. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that it might, it was like one sided. If, 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 if she's not just blowing this up and making it crazy, yeah, then that's what happened. It was something she perceived on her side, and uh, you know, wasn't fully reciprocated in the same way by Casey. Yeah. I, some you point, know what I mean? Some point doesn't Fessy say that he can cooperate? Yeah, what Casey that's, is saying that's because... exactly it. So, um, yeah, Casey says, uh, oh, no. So then this is when Bailey screams at her. Casey's super calm. Um, Casey <laughs> oh tells her God. to control her emotions. Bailey walks out. Then Bailey and then Nani walks by her in the hallway. And this is when <laughs> Bailey calls Nani a lion ass hoe. Uh and then Casey, Casey pretty much tells everybody that, hey, we were just friends, or says to her, we were just friends on Big Brother. Uh, Bailey says, you wanted me to sleep in your bed. Um, but then Casey says, like, we never cuddled, we never kissed, we never did anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yada, 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 blah, 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 all this. And that's, that's true from what you saw on Big Brother? There was no yeah. cuddling, no kissing, no. Yeah. Yeah. Was there sleeping in the same bed? I mean, like, I can't remember exactly. Like, I can't remember. Like, you know what I mean? Like, But, like, people on that show, like, everybody. Everybody sleeps in everybody's bed. Like, the head of household bed, like, usually at least two, maybe three people sleep in that together every night. You know, like, people pile onto the bigger beds. Um, Especially early on in the game, there's not enough for everyone to have an individual bed. So, people have to pair up and sleep together. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just normal. Like, you don't notice when, like... You know, people are sleeping in the same bed. Yeah. Uh, you notice if there's scandalous activity going on because Big Brother likes scandalous activity. So I'm pretty sure if there was sc- things going on, uh, either the the after, well, first of all, the After Dark fans like uh, or the live feed fans would be all over it. Right. So, I mean, we should just freaking Google Bailey and Casey relationship. And I bet, you know, like all the big brother, like live feeders will tell you in a minute, like these people watch 24 seven, like they would be able to tell you for sure. But MTV or uh, CBS, I mean, they like to highlight those things, you know, they're right. drama, they're, you know, interesting. So of course, I, I'm pretty sure they would have been very apparent with it on TV yeah. if it was something. So. I, I, and like we said, so after all this, um, Fessy backs Casey up and says that he was there and that it was just a friendship. 
Um, mm-hmm. So ultimately, though, at the end, Bailey does say that, like, hey, uh, well, I guess I I had a crush, um, but I just found out that it was one sided, you know, like. Um, yeah, it's an, it's an interesting approach for Bailey to take here, and she's probably not thinking about the game as much as she should. But yeah. for a woman that's already sort of on her own with no real allies, she's even isolating the half allies that she has, like in yeah. Casey and Fessy, and you know people that yeah. might have her back against somebody else. She's just really like even more ostracizing herself now. Right. Yeah. Not the best approach to take here this late in the game. No. In my um, opinion. Ashley is saying Casey lied. There's video proof of them cuddling and talking about how they would have been in a showmance if Swaggy didn't come in the middle. Oh. Okay. But I mean, like, okay, cuddling. Okay. She did say never cuddled, I guess. Well, and even that is saying, like, well, we might be in a relationship, except I'm in a relationship with somebody else. So that means they're not, that means they weren't over. Yeah, exactly. That means they didn't step over any lines right i mean so yeah Um, i don't know (laughs) i don't know okay yeah nobody Um, knows i like casey because casey's very calm and like you know like Mm -hmm. kind of smooth and bailey's like "Ah, like uh you know yell in your face scream at you kind of person and that's not my favorite kind of person so maybe i just tend to maybe side with the person who's more calm and maybe I should probably look closer at the facts. Yeah, man, to give people the benefit of the doubt. Right. You know, talk, you don't do that enough. She just screams and, uh, you know, I just feel like, um, yeah, it wasn't, no. uh, it's not a good look. I just think her sort of, uh, fucking, I don't know. It, two different personalities like she's going crazy she's either so depressed because her boyfriend left that she can't even get out of bed or she's just screaming so loud you can't even understand what she was saying yeah either way it doesn't seem for no reason right doesn't seem mentally healthy right yeah so um yeah let's see so then we get like the little like uh each of the competitors talking to people kind of talking about how they're they're ready or whatever. So Melissa talks to Fessy and says she's super ready. Uh, Johnny Johnny talks to Nani um, while she's drinking her coffee. Asks about her last magical night with Casey. Um, and pretty much tells him, like, don't curse me. Uh, it's not my last night. Uh, we're not going to say that. So so Johnny says, whatever it is, you uh, you you hold on to it like it, you held on to the beer bottle the other night. <laughs> so evidently uh Johnny tried to take a beer out of her hands and uh he said that she was holding on to it and would break the bottle before she let it go. <laughs> I was Good like I could see this. I could see that. That Nani we know and love. Yeah. Alcoholic Nani. Right? Uh, that's why you like her so much. Yeah. So that takes us to purgatory. Purgatory. Um, immediately walking into purgatory, we see the big ring, uh, and the pit. So we know it's going to be something that's kind of physical. Mm -hmm. Um, TJ calls Melissa down. 
then he asks the tribunal and he asks Nani if she wants to check it out. Uh, and then Nani says, I've never been ready, more ready in my entire life. Uh, yeah. She's confident <laughs> and it's her time. <laughs> but I noticed a little voice trembling as she said it and right. her eyes looked like she was about to start tearing up. She yeah. did not seem super confident. Right. Here. She's trying to psych herself up here. Uh, yeah, Nani... Nani's nervous Nani. Like, she's nervous. Like, she's always nervous. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as much as she's like, hey, I'm using Casey's positive energy and all this to, you know, go at, um, go at this. It's just like, yeah, I don't know if I'm buying that. She's like, oh, I'd, normally I'd be a mess, but I'm super confident. And I was like, <laughs> I I think you're saying you're confident, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so TJ announces that this elimination is off with your head. Uh, each competitor will be wearing a jumpsuit with five red skulls. Uh, the goal is to get all of your opponent's skulls on your pedestals, uh, and they're gonna play it in its played in rounds. So, um. Again, we've seen a similar game in uh, Dirty 30, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jordan and Ammo. Yeah, Patches. Yeah, yeah, it was Patches instead of Skulls, but a similar thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So immediately, uh, what's your your impression of this matchup? I was like, Melissa's done MMA. So I was like, bye, Nani. Bye, it's been Nani. nice seeing you on the show. Right. Yep. I kind of had the same oh. thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that Melissa also is shorter, so she's kind of more squat to the ground. So sometimes it's hard to get those leg ones. Um, I thought that her height would play to her advantage in this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of thought, like, in retrospect, after we've seen how Bailey's acting – if Bailey is this checked out of the game and emotional and crazy, maybe maybe Nani should have wanted Bailey down there. Because maybe maybe Bailey would have thrown it to go home, you know? Yeah, but I don't know. We'll give up that opportunity. I, then I would have been like, I call bullshit, Nani. Like, what are you giving up no, 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 another I mean, opportunity? No, no, no. I mean, Nani wanted Melissa down there. Nani should have wanted Bailey down there for the house. Oh, against yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. Nani, Nani should have wanted I to go see. against Bailey. I see. Which I thought yeah, she should have wanted to anyway. Yeah. I kind of thought so too, but especially seeing this game and especially like in the, you know, in the time after the house vote to now, um, man, if Bailey's checked out, she might have just, she might have not even wanted to do it. She might have just gone yeah, home. Would she, she wouldn't have been checked that checked out. She would have been a little checked out because Swaggy wasn't there, but she wouldn't have been this checked out. I don't know if without without the other events happening without without Casey, um, you know, not letting her go in. If Casey gave her what she wanted, uh, we wouldn't have had. You know what I mean? Like we wouldn't have had had a meltdown. Yeah. Yeah, Any of it. You know, I think, like I said, she'd be a little sad that Swaggy wasn't there and that she didn't have any friend like a bunch of friends to hang out with because she hasn't. Really worked that hard at that part of the game. But I think she would have been fired up to win because, you know, like, so I don't think she would have just given up. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, you might be right. All right. So, uh, so right out the gate, um, I thought this. I thought this time it was interesting though, because before it was literally like the minute that the patch was removed, they got that point or whatever, you know, and they reset. Mm-hmm. This yeah. one really, they kind of let them wrestle around, and if they both got one, then they got to keep it for that round, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of weird. It was very strange. I thought it would be like a whoever got the skulls ripped off the fastest or something. Yeah, Yeah, because it's, you know, with with these rounds, it's like, how can you how can somebody possibly win? I mean, we we saw it by them shoving Nani out of the circle, but I don't know. It seemed weird. Well, and I was thinking, like, wouldn't it just be the first person each round to get their skull to the pedestal? And then the other one would be like reattached. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't seem fair that they both get that point. I feel yeah. like whoever got there first should get it. And then yeah. the other person should be put back, you know? Mm-hmm. But maybe they yeah. couldn't be put back. I, I mean. They weren't too clear on how this really was going to work. You know, yeah. I, I, didn't like, I didn't like that aspect. Uh, I just thought it really kind of was a wash. Because once you got down wrestling on the floor, it was easy enough to pin them down long enough for you to finally rip one off and then just both of you run. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, but it would have been more effective if when you started running, you had to get to your pedestal first, you know? Yeah. Like, that's mm-hmm. way more effective to me. But, yeah, um, yeah I think it yeah. lost some of its uh, its appeal. Because uh, round for round, uh, the first three rounds, they both just each took one off of each other, which made them all a wash. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't until round four uh, when uh, um, they both pulled off each other at the same kind of time. But Melissa had pulled hers off and she was inside the bounds and then Nani was outside of mm-hmm. the bounds. So Nani, had hers got put back that time. So they could put them back. So, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know why we wouldn't have. I don't know. MTV, this was shoddy, shoddy rules. Yeah, it worked out, but it was super weird. And I agree, like running, running it to the pedestal would have been really interesting because that like brings in a whole new strategy of like pulling the person towards your pedestal. pedestal? Yeah. Before you rip the skull off. Before you run away. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been really cool, but instead it, it was just sort of weird and confusing. And I feel like her, you know, shoving Nani out of the ring a lot of that was just sort of luck. You know, I don't know oh, if it yeah. was a smart enough to plan that or not. But it was happenstance, yeah. It happenstance, yeah. It was, I don't know, it was really, it was strange. It was a strange elimination. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, yeah. Um, and then the last round, they did it the way I thought. Like, immediately when Melissa pulled the skull off of Nani, she won. She didn't have to, ri- she didn't have to run that one over the pedestal or anything. Like, what? Nope. I'm confused now. Yeah. Well, because like, even this... if Nani would have grabbed one, Melissa, That's what I mean. Melissa still would have been ahead. Yeah, so That's what I mean. But still, why didn't they just both run to the pedestals then? I don't understand. Why yeah. did we? Why did we blow the horn and once she ripped it off? Like, yeah, so like, the pedestals the didn't mean anything. Was, well, and the whole thing that TJ said was the first to get all five on your pedestal. Like, you stopped it before that even happened. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. This elimination yeah, the pedestals was meant, The pedestals wash. meant nothing. Yeah, I, I agree. It was, it was it very was, strange. Yeah, it was It was not good. For what could have been good, it just wasn't uh, It wasn't well executed. Yeah. Um, T- 
Tiffany says, I kept thinking, don't hit Melissa too hard, especially in the belly. Ugh, I had anxiety the whole time. <laughs> right. Don't worry, Tiffany. The baby's born and the baby's healthy. Yeah. It's right. fine. Uh, which should bring me up to a point I was going to make. Uh, Melissa on her Instagram posted, because apparently she's been getting tons of messages pretty much ever since the season started. And even with this elimination, of course, it being very physical, uh, Melissa says, I'm getting tons of messages about tonight's elimination and my pregnancy. I've repeated myself at least a million times now. So here's the answers again. Yes, I was pregnant during the, this elimination. And no, I did not know I was pregnant. I'm fully aware that competing in a physical physical elimination whilst pregnant is not safe. But I didn't know I was there pregnant. And I'm lucky that everything turned out okay for me and my baby is fit and healthy. So I'm happy I got my red skull and I'm officially qualified for the final. There you go. So yes, she agrees with everybody. All of everybody's complaints, right. but she didn't know she was pregnant. So yeah, not much she could have done about it. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So of course, Bailey is excited that Nani lost. Bailey says that when you are evil, you set your own trap. Um, I don't know karma this is kind of a karma thing and then she pretty much says like uh i think the challenge is not for her it's like well nani's been around on the challenge a long time bailey now i was like let's calm down bailey right. just fucking relax don't be fucking nuts for yeah. so uh, melissa says that she's excited to get a red skull and that she's gonna get on the treadmill and actually exercise <laughs> Seems to be doing pretty good to me. Good for her. Uh, yeah. Uh, Nani's exit. TJ says, uh, it always ends this way. Uh, this always happens. Nani agrees. Nani says that she'll be back. She will always be back. Because I ain't got nothing yeah. else to do. <laughs> uh, then we get TJ kind of calling out Josh, Kyle, and Bailey saying, asking, um, if those left want to run in my final, uh, and, and then he says, you better get down here and get a red skull. So, um, you know, the fact that he says Bailey's name here, I think it's kind of weird. Like what's the point in getting red skulls? If everyone's going to have one. Mm-hmm. Is there not going to be anyone who doesn't have one? Cause I think that's kind of garbage. Like what's, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, uh, this should very much be like Bailey missed her boat, missed the boat, you know? Yep. Um, but if she gets an opportunity to get one, you know, then everybody's going to have red skulls. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, we should note too, that, uh, last week we said that there was two episodes left. We were mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are three episodes. Wikipedia lied tonight. to Brian. I know everyone's shocked. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so there are three episodes. If we assume a two-episode final, which I don't know if that's reasonable or not, there's one more episode for people well, that don't have Red Skulls to get them. Yeah, right. So, who knows? But, uh, but yeah, so getting down to the wire, folks. I got to see these Red Skulls play out because right now I'm not thrilled with the use of them. I don't think they're as effective as... Um, you know what MTV anticipated yeah. if they yep. had anticipated them being effective. Um, but maybe we can get some more twists and turns here in the next, uh, episode or so. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, Cass but says yeah, it forces everyone to elimination, though. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I do like something, that. but it's just like, eh, I thought yeah. there was going to be more. That's like people something. who didn't get, get yeah. into elimination. It's yeah. like, well, yeah. time's up. Fucked. And there's only yep. a set number. Like, that's what I liked about the island was that there was a set number and they were like traded yeah. around like gold. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. whereas these red skulls, they feel infinite. Like, it feels like, well, yeah. just every time there's elimination, there is one, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I liked how the keys were finite and you had to yeah. vibe for one of these coveted spots. Whereas they, he yep. makes these feel like coveted spots to run his final when really it's just like, listen, you just need to have an elimination win to go. Like, right. instead of yeah. it being like, you know, a coveted, like, you know, only so yeah. many spots. And I wanted to see like stuff come up where it's like, hey, remember when you guys sent Jay in three weeks in a row or three, you know, men's eliminations in a yeah. row? Yeah, you ate up two other spots, yeah. so two of you don't get to go yes, to the final. Yes, or like, something. Yeah, it just, just would be nice if it actually meant something. That, that yeah. make them, yeah, mean more than just you won an elimination. Congrats. Like, yep. So, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We will see. Three episodes to figure it out. So what, uh, what reviews you got over there, Tim? Well, we have one that amended their review. Uh, if you recall, Wolfie, um, last time they said that me and Amanda are the best people ever, and you were like Eeyore. <laughs> They've amended it. Um, no, no, don't amend it. I agree with it. <laughs> they amended it and said, like, I like Wolfie for more than just his Josh impression. I just don't want him to be sad. <laughs> so, Too Wolfie, late. I... Life has done that, so it's not your fault. <laughs> I'm giving you the stage, Wolfie. Can you share with us a moment of positivity from this episode? Somebody you liked, episode? something good that happened. Uh, Melissa won? I don't know. All right, you're stealing Daisy's uh, <laughs> right. moment of positivity. Right. A small so I actually like Melissa. And I was bummed that she got booted off last time she was on for fighting. Um, yeah, yeah. I've always wanted to see more from her after um, was it was her and D, wasn't it? Her and D in that pit. Sylvia, oh, Sylvia, Sylvia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was her and Sylvia in that pit, and I mean, I loved watching that. And so yeah. I always wanted to see more of her. Yeah, and then she she went out too soon that last season. Yep. So yeah, happy to see her back. <sighs> All right. Uh, Mass Mailman says, true OG fans. My favorite episode was a while ago when Tim was bombed and it was hilarious. <laughs> so this one's for you, Mass Mailman. Uh, five and a half margaritas. No, you're not nearly as drunk as you no, were. Right. What kind of no. margaritas? You obviously didn't get like to go Mexican restaurant margaritas. What are you drinking? Like <laughs> beer aritas, like butteritas? And no, it was like it was a chichis. Remember, we used to have a Chi-Chi's here in town. Remember that? Yeah, it's, in the, yeah. it's a dollar store now. Dollar yeah. Tree. Yeah. Um, that's a pineapple margarita. Mm. It's delicious. I will have an episode where I get super shit-faced. Don't even worry about that. It's going to be the finale. Yeah. You should have Zach over to your house and then just yell at him the whole time. <laughs> Maybe I will. He'd enjoy that. Uh, Frank the Man says, love-hate relationship. Hated it at first, but it was the most enjoyable challenge podcast out there. That is so how I most of my anyway. friendships go. <laughs> uh, 
I hated it, but he that he was there. They so. wore me down. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it was the only option, but <laughs> that's what we like. Yep. He's he says now I'm obsessed, or uh, now after three seasons I'm obsessed and can't wait to listen each week. One hundred percent recommend. Thanks, buddy. Right. Thanks. You're my new best friend. <laughs> yeah. And we got a we got a long one from NSNS, a bunch of NSs in a row. Um. So I don't normally rate review podcasts on the regular, but I felt compelled to offset the idiot, racist, white apologist who said that the host's politics ruined one of the episodes and gave them a bad review. There are no politics behind being an anti-racist, by the way. I assure um, you I assure you that Democrats, Republicans, Democratic Socialists, Green Partiers, Libertarians, Reformists, Reformers, etc., all have many, many members who are anti-racist. It's not about political affiliation. It's about being a human being who can look at another human being and see the shared humanity. The posts or uh, the hosts of the show address current events and applied it, their thoughts to the previous episode. Um, and this, I like this emphasis. It is their podcast. They can do whatever they want. Um, that being said, I like their snark and the fun they poke at the show and the contestants. While there are other challenge podcasts that bring more analysis, I love the podcast hosts, their interactions, and their demeanor. Last note for podcast listeners, if you don't want podcasters who deliver content for free to discuss things that are relevant to the show, write to MTV and ask them not to bring sexist, racist, homophobes on their show, <laughs> and the podcasters won't talk about it. Hosts Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks for donating to Black Lives Matter and amplifying the voice of marginalized people. I appreciate everyone in the world who can make a difference uh, and take the simplest stand and say, not only am I not a racist and don't condone racism, but I'm going to use my voice platform to amplify it because I am an anti-racist. So there you go. That was a direct comment to the guy from last week. We appreciate it. We definitely appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Woohoo. Woohoo. Somebody just set off fireworks. They were like, da da! <laughs> <laughs> Are they setting them off over in your neighborhood like every night, Tim? No, they haven't yet. As we get closer to the 4th of July, we will. Oh, I'm summer sure. solstice. It started. Summer solstice is on, man. Fireworks yeah. are coming. Like, they just, they, they, they'll come all the way now until the 4th. <laughs> I mean, they're not terrible. Like, I mean, I hear some people who are like, literally their neighbors next door like i'm sure if the neighbors next door were doing it it would be super loud and it would be irritating to sleep and yeah stuff, but they're like blocks and blocks over so it doesn't bother yeah. me luckily all of our animals are pretty chill yeah so really and i don't have animals that freak out so yeah it's yeah it's for us as kids you know they'll wake up and yeah. you know it's a whole big ordeal so yeah, yeah. but no big deal right um, all right, we'll head over to challengedpod.com. You can join our Facebook group and you can donate to the Patreon. Uh, everything for the month of June, which gets charged on July 1st, is going to be donated to the Black Lives Matter charity. So if you would like to be part of that and get your name set on the show, at least for the next week. Yeah, I think that's about yeah. it. Is that coming up? Next week, yeah. Um, now's your time to do it we're up to six hundred dollars i would love to get it up to 750 but 600 is a pretty good chunk of change awesome thank Um, you everybody who has and i'll be happy with that there's more that's just wonderful head over to challengepod.com to get the link to our patreon and join this month's donation to 
Black Lives Matter. Yes, that person you just heard reviewed us. He greatly appreciate. Well, he, she, they greatly appreciate that. So, mm-hmm. do it now. Do it, or else. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I guess that's it for this episode of Challenge. This has been Brian, Amanda, Margaritas, and as uh, Bailey said, lion ass hoe. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.